You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We all knew that this was going to be a challenging first year. There's no greater competitor than Fred Hoiberg in his career as a college athlete and a great one as a uh, professional athlete in the NBA, as an NBA head coach and front office uh, uh, individual. He's, he's a competitor and we're going to win in men's basketball at Nebraska. I think we all know that there's a great deal of talent that could not compete this year because of transfer rules and they are a talented group. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get excited about them but also uh, five new faces that uh, are really going to make a difference. So. Uh, don't miss out on this upcoming uh, men's basketball season. And and welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washa. That was Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose on his monthly radio show, just uh, giving his thoughts on where things are heading with Nebraska men's basketball. And to give us more on that topic, Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Odomasi is going to join us here again. Uh, coach, thanks again uh, for the time here. Signing day in the books for you as a staff. Um, how excited are you with the way things came together with the five prospects that you guys were able to sign last week? Yeah, I mean, very exciting uh, time. It always is. Signing day is always a monumental day in your program. All the work that you put in to trying to get these kids to commit and then culminates with them officially being on board. You know, with the times, certainly a little bit more stressed uh, out with the signing period just because we didn't know if it was going to get pushed back. And if it got pushed back more, you know, it always leaves the, the doubt that a kid can eventually – get out of his commitment and go somewhere else with just these trying times. So the timing was perfect to get all five on board, you know, thrilled with uh, each individual that believed in, in uh, our vision, believed in um, our commitment to getting Nebraska basketball to a place that's never been. Well, obviously, um, you know, one of the guys that highlights that class uh, is the guy that we're talking to next segment, and Teddy Allen. Uh, I guess uh, with him in particular, uh, I know you guys are, are pretty excited about his potential. Obviously, you know, led the junior college in scoring. Uh, what do you foresee his role and impact being um, on this roster next season? I mean, I think he's going to be a high-impact player. I mean, he's an all-league caliber um, level talent Um as gifted of a scorer as you're going to come across in the college game. Um, you know, his competitiveness is and willingness to do whatever it takes to win is I think his biggest uh, attribute that he's going to bring to the program. He's got a relentless work ethic. He just wants to get better. Listen, with all these kids, when you take transfers, especially ones that have had a interesting path to get to a point like this, their back's against the wall, and Teddy knows that. You know, the first time we talked, we talked about that. He has no wiggle room to um, put himself in a position that isn't the best position for Teddy. And he knows that he has a lot to prove. He knows that um, this past year, junior college, really humbled him because with all due respect, the talent of, of his level shouldn't have been in junior college, but that's the route that his life took him, and he really benefited from it greatly. And, you know, the, the, the coaching staff at Western Nebraska did an absolutely phenomenal job uh, getting him to buy in and molding him, getting him ready to, to take the step to come back to the high major level. But I, I think he's an absolutely instant impact player. 
Um, he's as talented of a player as I've ever recruited. Um, you know, I'm really excited about him. I'm more excited about him as a person. Me and him clicked from day one. Um, I really enjoy speaking to him. Um, he's got a, a, a great story to where he has a lot to prove people wrong. And uh, I'll always stick with a kid like Teddy that is, is holding himself accountable for his actions. And most importantly, he has goals and, and uh, believed in us helping him reach those goals. Another guy I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, that maybe probably doesn't get talked enough uh, about uh, with the rest of this class is, is Lat Mayan. Uh, you know, he's a he's a guy that I think yeah. people just kind of throw him in with the rest of the guys. But it seems like uh, he's got the potential to not only play a few different positions, but it might, it might be hard to get him off the floor. Yeah, I mean, you know, when uh, I first saw Lat, I. I uh, had first made contact when he was transferring from TCU, but he made it well known that he was going to go JUCO, which was the right move for him just to get his health back and just get back to playing shape um, and mentally just get right to take his, his mental state right to take the next step to go back to a high major. And, um, you know, you're talking about a player that fits perfectly because of his ability to stretch the floor and make shots. But the one thing that stands out with Lat is he plays so hard every possession defensively offensively he's got a high motor and to me having that mixed in with the group that we have um because i also think we have other guys that are 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 going to have that high motor that's going to mix really well um but immediately you know the way that we build things shooting is held at a premium um this past year um, you know, certainly we got the shots we wanted, but didn't convert at the rate that we wanted. And this year we feel like we're going to get those shots and convert at the rate that translates to winning. And that's going to be an absolutely huge part of that. We're talking to Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Lomasi here on the Husker Online Show. Coach, um, you had a, a couple of roster moves this week. Kevin Cross announced his transfer, and Charlie Easley got a scholarship opportunity to go to South Dakota State. Um, my first part is, where are you at now with those moves, with your overall numbers, and can you just speak on those two guys moving on and kind of that, that overall situation as you kind of get this roster put together for the 2020-21 season? Yeah, you know what, I mean, you clearly see the comments that fans make, and, and rightfully so. You know, any time a player leaves your program, you question it, like, what's going on? And um, But once again, like I spoke to you guys last time, you know, it's, it's a part of the game. It's 2020. Um, kids leave at a rapid pace. Um, some don't even make sense and question why are they even leaving. You know, in these cases, Charlie, what an unbelievable opportunity he was given with coach putting him on scholarship and then also clearly being put in a position where he was going to play uh, meaningful minutes in, in Big Ten games and, and had glimpses of what he can bring to a program like South Dakota State. So he really parlayed that into a, a great uh, achievement to get a full ride, to go to a Division One program that clearly is a, a great one. Um, you know, and then Kevin Cross, you know, as you evolve with building your program, especially one where you take over and have to put a group together basically overnight. Um, then when you get time to actually evaluate and, and take the players um, that you feel like are going to take the program to another level, unfortunately, along that process, there's going to be 
uh, situations like in Kevin's where he might not have gotten the opportunity his second year that he got his first year just because you've upgraded talent and, and most importantly, just sheer numbers. Would Kevin have played in, in his sophomore year? Absolutely he would have played. But would he have been as happy playing the minutes that he would be given like he was year one? I mean, and, and that's what him and his family clearly decided is that he ultimately wouldn't have been. So, you know, we clearly, both of those guys were great for us, represented the program the right way, um, you know, and clearly always wish him the best. Where we're at right now, two open scholarships far down the road with kids. Um, you know, the one thing is, is recruiting never stops. Even when you're full at 13, you're talking to kids. You have to be a step ahead. If you're not a step ahead to me, you're getting eaten alive in, in recruiting and just roster management and, and just overall managing the program. And, um, you know, that's what I pride myself on and um, is making sure you're prepared for things like this. And, and being that step ahead, I feel like we're in an unbelievable position to, to hopefully finish this class out and uh, have a, an unbelievably talented group heading into the summer. So when you look at it, uh, you have three players returning who saw minutes last season. And so fans are going to look at that and say, well, here we go, another total roster overhaul. But you have eight upperclassmen, juniors and seniors on the roster, uh, and including some young guys, some sophomores that um, you know were able to get, get in the fold right away as freshmen last year. In your mind, with the roster with the way it is right now compared to where it was going into last season, what are the biggest differences between this group and that group and maybe the, some reasons for optimism about why year two will be significantly different than year one? Well, certainly talent just uh, in general. I mean, this is a this is a legit high major roster where you're going to be going out with, you know, eight to ten guys that are good enough to play at any program in the Big Ten. So just off the bat, I mean, upgrading in that area was the most important. And second, just sheer size, um, you know, we're going to be a bigger team. Um, we're going to have size one through five. We're going to have size off the bench. Um, anytime you have a, a ball handler like Delano Banton, that's six, eight, that's clearly going to make up for uh, lack of size in other areas. But, you know, that part is, was a major um, upgrade as well. And then, you know, of course, overall, I feel like our athleticism, our length, um, our overall speed uh, has been upgraded to play that we want to play. And then ultimately, the other area we always look when we're trying to evaluate is, is shot-making ability. And I feel like we're going to have multiple guys that can shoot high percentages and, make and, and can make shots at a high clip. And, you know, that's ultimately fits exactly how we want to play. So I, I feel great about checking all the boxes that are important when we're trying to look at a player and trying to build this thing um, in, the, in the direction that, we all wanted to go. Uh, my confidence level is really high that we can take this thing off. You know, ultimately, what does that mean wins loss wise? I have no idea. You know, we need to get the group here, get them to mesh together. Chemistry is going to be huge. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the group from a character standpoint, a work ethic standpoint. So I don't think the chemistry part's going to be challenging whatsoever. Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi joining us here on the Husker Online Show. Coach, thanks for the time again. Uh, we enjoy getting the chance to get some insight as to what's going on. Um, look forward to talking to you again here down the road. 
Yeah, definitely. No, always, uh, always available, guys. Appreciate everything. All Be right. Safe. Thank you again, Coach. When we come back, Teddy Allen will join us next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.